Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Back on the fan. Continuing along with your Met calls after another disappointing night. You know, like I said, if this were a loss to the Pirates or Cubs, it wouldn't be the same. The fact that this was essentially a playoff-like series taking on the hated division rival, or can I even call them division rival? Taking on the premier team in the division for years with the Braves. I mean, the Braves have won 17 titles, I think, since 1995. The Mets have won two. Last year was the Mets' year. The Braves stole it from them. And now, the Mets look for a little payback with Scherzer, with Verlander on the mound. You have Max Scherzer, who goes out there and actually dominates in this game. That was a dominant performance for Max Scherzer. Ten strikeouts, no walks, five and two-thirds. Problem is, he allowed 11 hits. Even though five of them were infield hits, still, 11 hits, five runs. It just can't happen. But he looked as dominant as we've seen. And it kind of just got away from him rather quickly. That's what happens when you take it on the Braves. The Braves showed how much better they are than the Mets. And for a team with the highest payroll in Major League Baseball history, they're just not good enough. That's the bottom line. You could sit here, and we will. For the next three hours, discuss it and talk about what changes can be made, what they should do, how are they going to get better. They're just not good enough. There's really not much they could do. They're not as good as the Braves. That's it. Season's over. They're done. They may make the postseason. You may get excited about it and be hopeful about it. Heck, even I may get excited about it and be hopeful at some point. The reality is, you know the truth. I know the truth. And they know the truth. They're done. They're not as good as the Atlanta Braves. Bill is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Bill? How you doing, Sal? Good, Bill. How are you? Good. Listen, I just don't know about Steve Cohen. About you know, I, I think he's going to get it straight, but I just don't know why. You know, he doesn't he see what, what why doesn't he ask why Vogelbach's still on the team or Vientos is on the bench? I mean, I'm or, sure he know. does. I mean, so so why is he? Why is it still happening? I mean, I, I don't get it. Well, I mean, the Mets believe in him. The Mets front office believes in Vogel. I, there's got to be some reason. See, here's the hard part, Bill. I can't answer the question because I never liked the player to begin with. Yeah, not me either. So if I don't like him last year, and if somebody asked me why, like, why don't you like Vogel back? Do you know what my reason would be? Well, he can't do anything. He can't do anything. Correct. He can't do anything on the baseball field. He can't run. He can't throw. He doesn't have a position. He doesn't hit with power. And now he doesn't even hit. He can't uh, do anything. He barely uh, swings. He's actually been swinging the last couple of days, but he's striking out a ton anyway. He, so he uh, can't do anything. So when somebody, like if it were Billy Appler or Buck or Steve Cohen, Sal, what's your issue with Vogelback? I'd be like, look, I, I don't know how many times I could say it. He does nothing. And then my retort or my response would be, what do you see in this guy? Please, (laughs) I'm begging you. I'm begging somebody to explain how you can justify keeping him in the lineup on a daily basis. I just don't get it. 
I don't get it. I, I just don't. I just, I don't know how this team's going to straighten out even next year. I mean, I don't know. Well, They're next year's a to, totally different story. I mean, they may well, have Shohei Otani next year. Well, even if they get him, if you, you think you think Verlander and Scherzer are going to be any better, I, I have no idea. So. No, but I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you. I think the Mets have to learn here while they draft and develop pitching. I think the Mets have to learn that they need a better balance. Yeah, we got no, we got no patience for that. I'm waiting for all no, this. No, but you, but but that's ultimately what's going to build to sustained success, drafting and developing. So that's going to be a very important thing in the short term. They're going to be able to go out there and spend, but I think they need to spend more on offense than they have been. Yeah, they, I know, but they're stuck with those two contracts with Verlander and, and Scherzer. I mean, you know, everybody yeah, for says, one you know, more they year. Got the pay, they got the highest payroll. But the, the, the highest payroll is because of those two guys and uh, Cano's $20 million that's all on the oh, books. Oh, yeah, but take, they, no, that's take, coming off. Cano's done after this year, though. Yeah, I, Cano's coming. I'm just saying, yeah. but that, all that money, that, that's that's $110 million. Well, so what you, about Lindor? I mean, you you don't want to have dead. Uh, we're stuck with that. Ten well, years, but that's then. what I'm saying. So that's not going. And look, Verlander and Scherzer, thanks for the call, Bill. Could be worse. They're only here. Scherzer's going to opt in. So he'll be here one more year. And Verlander will be here next year, and that's it. I don't think he's got the same option that uh, Scherzer had. You know, he's older than than Scherzer was at the time, certainly when they signed it, older anyway. But they're, that's I'm not worried about the money with those two guys. And you could live with them in the rotation next year. You're going to need them in the rotation. The, the issue becomes, what are they? What did you expect them to be? What are they? And then what they will be moving forward. But... Next year's a whole different year. I mean, you could, let's just say, and I still stand by the fact that I think the Mets will not be outbid for Otani. doesn't mean that I think they're going to get him. I just think they're not going to be outbid for Otani. Let's say they do get him. Now you have Otani in that starting rotation, and now you actually have a DH. You go from having zero DH, the worst DH, to having the best DH. And that type of impact bat that they need to go along with Lindor and Alonso in that lineup. Another year of Beatty and Alvarez developing, where next year they're not going to be rookies, and you would expect those guys to be impact players. And maybe they can make a better signing than Marcana or Eduardo Escobar. It's not like this team's totally you know, a lost cause. Again, they should be a playoff team. I just look at them and say, and I knew this anyway once Diaz went down. They're not going to win the World Series this year. They're not as good. They weren't as good as the Braves last year. That was proven in the biggest series where all they had to do was win one game and they got swept. And they're not even, the the disparity is far greater than it was a year ago. The Braves have gotten better. The Mets have gotten worse. Even though the Braves aren't as good, I guess, uh, maybe I shouldn't say they've gotten better. Because last year, I mean, they went on that incredible run. But this year, they've been more consistent. And they're probably not going to finish with 101 wins, at least I wouldn't think. You know, they did lose some key pieces, and guys are underperforming. But still, they're still better than the Mets. Far better. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Dallas team sucks. Oh, whoa. No, it is with the set teams out. Before I get to all that, but um, look. Last year to this year, this is like, last year was like going to the club. You see that girl? Booty's looking nice. Here we go with the analogies Faces again. Yeah. looking great. You're looking like a Rihanna. And then this year, it's like you woke up the next day, the fake eyelashes off, the makeup's off. Hmm. You know, you thought you had a Rihanna, and now you got like a Felicia. 
And you said, who, the, who are you? Who's Felicia? I don't know. Oh, okay. But it's probably just a... Random, you know, yeah. I, I would say the girl from Friday, you know, by Felicia. Yeah. Got the Felicia walking out. You thought you had the Nia Long in that video, you know? Oh, and I then, love Nia know, Long. I know. Yeah. She's great. Still looking good, though, after yeah. all these years. Yeah, but, can you believe Ume Udoka cheating uh, on Nia Long? I mean, come on. Uh, you, you just had to be an ungrateful, you know, loser of a guy to do something like that, you know. But, um... Man, you got me all off topic here. And Sal, last, last, last hey, time you spoke, were talking about it. You brought up Neil Long. What do you expect me to do? Let that go? Sal, I love Neil Long. Yeah. Let me apologize to you when I said the other day, this is where you belong. You do not belong. You're, you're too angry on this ship. I think I think you, you're better when you can go home at 2 in the morning and get some sleep. You know, I, I know. You don't fix your stomach right now. You don't even want to, you're yelling again. I said, this guy, man, you're getting too old. I know, I know what you meant, but that yeah. is, you know, when you say, "Oh, well, you belong on the overnights." Uh, well, no, yeah. I didn't mean that. I, I, mean, I know, I know. It's back to your shift that we're not having like different person every single night. I got it. I know. I know what you mean. It's, I know. It's, it's, mean. it's like the morning show. Imagine having you have Boone Geo on Monday, and you have somebody else on Tuesday, somebody else on Wednesday. It's, it's not consistent. I get it. You know? I get it. you want it's consistency. Like, it's, like, it's like the one guy we had consistent was Fleet. He had a whole week of your shift. And it was a great week. You had all his takes throughout the week. It was a great thing to switch it every single night. No, I get it. Person. You want consistency. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you, you do it. You, you know, you. you and you're, I, you're I, am, the daytime. I do yeah, feel. But. I do feel a little bit angrier on the overnights because yeah. I, I the lack of sleep. Well, right. Yes, because everything is more difficult. My my home life is more difficult. Yeah. It's harder to do the show because it's not just doing the show. It's staying awake and keeping energy and passion and keeping my voice. Like There are different challenges that maybe you don't understand that I didn't understand mm-hmm. until I've done the difference of the two. So anyway, yes, I'm yeah, a little bit hard. more edgy. And just knowing yeah. that you're not going to get home till 6 a.m., uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then you have to deal with this now. Where it's like I'm huffing on a tailpipe out here. So, I mean, it's, yes, we got the chemicals it's brutal. In the brain. When, when is this going away? Do we know when this smoke I, is getting I, out of here? I didn't even know this was going on until last night. I go to the store at 7 o'clock uh, Tuesday night, and I'm like, why does it smell like a barbecue grill out here? And that's when I seen everything going on with the, the news and everything. And I, I don't know. I, I, th- I heard about the next couple of days it's going to linger out here. So I, I, I can't do contained, another day of this. Like, I, I feel. contain most of the fires, um, and, you know, but you're, you're in. Are you at home right now? Are you in the city? I am in, in the, the city. city. Yeah, the city's so bad, it's because of all those buildings, man. It's all trapped in there. And That's Long Island was so bad, bad, too. Long Island was yeah, no picnic today. I know that. It's even bad upstate where I am, but it's because of New York City, with all those high buildings, everything's like it gets all like, trapped in there more. That's why you see how, how bad it looks in those pictures and everything. But, yeah, it, it's horrible. Yeah, I'm right? a, and I'm afraid of this stuff. But, I don't want to be inhaling this stuff. Like, I don't smoke. I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never done a yeah. drug in my life. I don't even no, like this, taking medicine. I don't even like taking caffeine. They said uh, this is like this is like huffing like if you have twenty four hours they said it's like huffing like a half a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that in my body. I've, I've lived my whole life. I'm forty three to avoid doing that, and now it's being forced <laughs> in my body. What the hell is this? Oh uh, no, I think they contain most of the fires in Canada supposedly, and but I think you're still going to be dealing with this for the weekend. So no, this, this, we're, we have yeah, we have more time with this, and it's, it's been dry, man. It was a dry last year was dry. This year is dry. They didn't get a lot as much snow up there, like you know, upstate where I am. You do it. The trees are dry, man. Are so you when uh, people are, when people are what? Are you going to get to the Mets point at some point? Yeah, I was going to talk about honestly. I, I, after what Tuesday, I wanted to talk about the uh, the the, the uh, well, New Jersey again. Oh. Yeah, and, all uh, right, I'm ready. Yeah, hit me with that DPR thing. I got to get to that. Who's Scandal? That guy has the the porn star, oh, '80s porn yes. star on Marth. That, that yes. guy's a weird looking guy. 
But I would have got to the New Jersey Housewives again. They, what are they doing? Three, four reunions now? Like it keeps going on. I did but, see you know. it. I did see that one last night, though, Chris. And thank you for the call. I mean, you, we've expired here. You've had plenty of time. You want to get to something? You better get to it. And we were talking about the smoke, so that was your your a lot of time for the day. Give us a call back tomorrow. We'll be here same place, same time. The Real uh, Housewives of New Jersey is great. I watched that reunion. I actually thought that that reunion was better than Vanderpump last night. And I was really looking forward to the Vanderpump Rules when the third episode, Raquel finally showed her face there. Boy, is she an idiot. I mean, she just does not get it. Does not get it. She finally came clean with everything. But we all knew it. Sandoval's really a bad guy. Just a bad, bad guy. He's a liar. He's a cheat. He's a bad, bad guy. Oh, that's Sandoval. But the Housewives in New Jersey, Louie's the bad guy there. He's he's clearly the one. He's the common denominator. He's the one problem. And everybody knows it except Teresa. And I can't believe it. What does she see in this guy? Red Face Louie, who's getting a private investigator and causing havoc on everybody's uh, lives here? Come on. They need to get, Andy needs to get rid of Louie and Teresa for that matter. Get them off the show. Make Melissa and Joe the stars of the show. I'm Team Gorga. Anyway, that's your Housewives and Vanderpump Rules talk for the night. Unless, of course, you want to call and talk about it. Because that's more positive than the Mets. 877-337-6666. Jason is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Jason? Hey, Sal, you're the man, brother. What's going on tonight, man? (laughs) How are you, Jason? Uh, Listen, before I trash the Mets, uh, you know, Macho, he should uh, be up in heaven to give the uh, big elbow to the Iron Sheik, my man. No, the Sheik's giving him a camel camel clutch. No, that would never happen, brother. Macho would slam then. Go up for the elbow, bro. And you know what? The Mets need a flying elbow because you know what? I'm so sick of this ball club. I'm even getting down on Buck, man, because I can't. Every time the lineup comes out and I see Vogel fat in that line, that's what I call him. I call him Vogel fat. Well, that's I don't not call nice. him Vogel. I tell not... you this. I tell you, Sal, I can't believe this team. I can't believe what if the you could, doing. Jason, if you could drop the elbow on one Met, who would it be? Oh, no doubt about it. It'd be Daniel Vogel back. No doubt. I'd make sure I have a couple tables, a couple chairs on top of See, him. See, I would. Uh, you think I could get him in the camel clutch? You know, in honor of Iron Cheek? Yeah, I don't think so, bro. Mm, he's too me fat. Neither. Well, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, 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 I wouldn't even call him big. I told my brother today, I sent my brother a text message. I told him, oh, he's fat. He's, he never takes the shoulder off, the bat off the shoulder. I made up some rhymes. Well, that I, yeah, but I you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to make fun of his weight. I mean, what, no, it, you know why? Yeah, like, because A, that's not nice. And B, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I don't care what he yeah. weighs. No, uh, I know. I just wish he would swing the bat. Right. I just wish he'd go up there and hit for power. What does a DH do? I'm telling you, you know what? And that Yankee fan who called before, he's going to be crying at the end of the year when the Mets sign Otani because the Yankees won't even be in the same ballpark for an off. No, don't make it a Met Yankee thing. The Yankees are the dominant no, team wanna, in town. Yeah, you know? no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm very disappointed. By the way, by the way yeah. we'll be doing that next week. A week from today, we'll be reacting yeah. to probably a Yankee sweep in the uh, well, Subway Series. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I think if the Mets have Scherzer and, and Verlander on the mound, they'll be okay. And oh, yeah, because that's worked so, it's worked like so well the, against I, Atlanta. 
I know what you were saying, too, about Scherzer tonight. I hate his – I couldn't believe what he said after the game. I mean, if I'm him, I say, listen, I'm the ace of this team. I got to go out. I got to dominate. I got to stop this losing streak. I don't know what he was hey, – listen, he, he did – he was great tonight. He had great stuff, everything. But for him to say at the end of the game that he – when they were talking to him on SNY that he had that he had some things – good things to take away from the game, yeah, you've you, you dominated, yeah, but you didn't dominate because you ended up giving up five runs. Right. You and said he was great, game, right? This, this is the problem, Jason. You said he was oh great. My. We said he was dominant. Oh my he gosh. went five and two thirds, allowed eleven hits and five earned runs. Yeah, he gave, and I know the five five infield that he gave up yeah. that goes to show kind of how dominant he was. But you got when he's hanging the slider in the fifth and sixth inning. This this is why I love Alvarez, but I think Alvarez should have came out and kind of talked to him for a minute, calmed him down, and said, "Listen." We might have to change the approach to the slider because you're starting to hang the slider. Earlier in the game, the slider was dominant. It was it was moving. It was low. It was away from Acuna. He struck out Acuna twice on the slider. Slider looked great earlier in the game. But when you start getting that slider up, then he hung one again to Rosario after he gave up the two-run home to uh, Murphy. I couldn't believe he threw it again. I couldn't believe it. Alvarez asked him to throw the slider again. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what he was doing. Get away from the slider and pitch in your fastball. I don't know what he did there, sure. He and Darling, Darling basically said the same thing on the SNY broadcast. He was surprised as well that Scherzer yeah, kept going Yeah, what is he doing slider. staying with the slider there? How could you stay with the slider when you just got whacked three times and Murphy, you know, Murphy cleaned him on the, on the two-run homer. And then, like I said, I know he got Rosario out, but he hung a slider to Rosario the next pitch that was hit on, down the line. It just hooked foul. And I was like, what is he doing? Then he came back in the sixth. He gets the first two out, and then he starts hanging a slider again. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. The guy's an ace pitcher. He's one of the great pitchers of all time. How do you not make that adjustment there? And he cost the Mets a huge game. 4-1 like the, lead. The Mets needed to get back to 500. They needed to. 4-1 lead, Jason. As always, thank you for the passion and for the call. 4-1 lead with Max Scherzer not only on the mound, but on the mound dominating. 4-1 lead, Scherzer dominating. And then he wasn't. And then it just fell apart. And once again, they lose to the Braves. Terribly disappointed. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kev? How you doing, sir? How are you, Kev? Trying to make some moves, man. Long time no speak. What do you mean you're trying to make some moves? Some Uber Eats. Oh, Uber Eats. All right, you're dropping some off? Yeah, there's no there's no parking outside, so you're not going to be burning that guys for nothing, man. So when you can't find parking, you just do the Uber Eats? Of course. What's, Smart move, right? Give me, uh, well, like, where'd you stop? Who's ordering food from where? Everybody from Astoria. Oh, but, like, from where? A specific spot? Like, we like any Taco Bell Sunday, orders? Sunday, Sunday, Long Island City. I go to the hotels, but, you know. No, but where's like the food? Like, what's the good food? You got to go to, are you doing pizza? Like, what's open at 220? Pizza, 7-Eleven, Texas Chicken. Oh, 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. McDonald's, they all open. All right, make that money. McDonald's open at 2.30 in the morning? Yep. Can you get Can hash browns? Uh, some of them. Hmm. Listen. Yeah. Um, I know you probably haven't watched Dominican baseball in the Winter League, but you know how hard it is to become an MVP as a prospect? I don't. Please do me a favor this year. 
trying to watch on Dominican baseball or Puerto Rican, whatever Caribbean baseball league you can watch. What channel is it on? Me, yeah, how do you explain that you have this guy that can't even swing a bat, just wasting lineup time, and then you got this kid in the minors who has become an MVP in his Navy country baseball league a year ago? You're talking and about Mauricio? Of course. Hey, if you can, uh, are you familiar with the Iron Sheik, Kev? Of course. I was going to tell you about that. So oh. sad for the guy. I grew up watching the Iron Sheik as a kid. Me too. If you could put the camel clutch on any Met, who would it be? Oh, you already know. Uncle Vogie. I'm sorry. You think you Uncle can get Vogie. it on him, though? I mean, it might be tough. He's a big guy. Can you slap that camel clutch on Vogel back? Listen, he's a sacrificial lamb <laughs> over here. Listen, nobody. everybody's trying to put the blame on Buck. He's an employee. He has to follow what his bosses are telling. But we need Billy Martin. I wish he could get a page from Billy Martin book. I swear to my mother. And do what? Kick dirt on somebody? Kick, kick dirt on somebody in the bench. Like, you son of a bleed, do something. <laughs> you know? Billy Martin, wait. Get some pages from that book, Uncle Buck. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Buck's got that in him. He's not letting it out, though, Kevin. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. As always, good luck with the Uber Eats. Now, all of a sudden, I'm hungry. The, you know, Buck has evolved here. It, the game is different from when he first started out. You can't be as hard on the player. You know, the players aren't as tough as they were back then. Players are soft nowadays. And now it's about coddling guys and loving players. And, you know, remember Mickey Calloway, one of the things the Mets fell in love with him was, well, we're going to love players more than ever before. You know, they want to love the guys and coddle them as opposed to the old school where it's like, I'm the manager. Will you get out there and go play? You know, and you ride these guys and you're hard on these guys to try to make them better, make them tougher. So when situations come up like this against a team like the Braves who beat you in a big spot a year ago, you're tougher and you're able to rebound and respond much stronger. And instead now it's like, oh, no, we're okay. Everything's good. We're a good team. Our manager says so. Our boss says so. I feel like we're a good team. We're a really good team. Except you kept losing to them. You keep losing to the same team. Can't be that good. I love Buck. I have not loved Buck this year. And I just can't understand what the Mets are doing with some of their roster decisions. I just can't comprehend it. There are no logical answers to what the Mets have been doing with their lineup. Now, it's not the the reason why they're struggling here. There's plenty of reasons for that. But still. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry, it's been all Mets coming off of their second straight loss to the Braves. Fifth straight loss overall. The Mets are 30-32 and 32 now on the year. Not what they paid for. Highest team, highest payroll in Major League Baseball history. And the Mets have been disappointing. Now, it is a long season. There's still 100 games left. 100 games left to be exact. But they have played 62. So we're not... Obviously, we're not halfway home yet, but they've played enough. You've had a now nice enough sample size to make an assessment of this team to date. Could things change? Absolutely. The team could look totally different in three weeks, in a month, in two weeks from now. But there's no reason 
based on everything that I've seen here, to believe that this team is going anywhere of any significance this year. Maybe to the postseason, I'd still expect that to be the case. And I do think certain guys can get it turned around, but I've seen enough to know that they are nowhere near as good as the Braves. You could hope that they'll beat the Braves. They're not going to. Braves are going to win the division. And even if the Mets did make the postseason, you think they're good enough to beat the Braves? Or anybody else in the postseason for that matter? I have my doubts. So to me, this was a season-defining series, and it obviously did not go the Mets' way. And it's only been two games, but they've already lost the series no matter what. They're trying to save face and avoid embarrassment and like mathematically keep their hopes alive. If they lose this one, they're nine games back in the loss column in in mid-June. We're entering mid-June. Memorial Day is now come and gone. Their deficit will be bigger than the Braves' deficit last year after... June 1st, when the Braves started to go on a run. Hef is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Hef? What's up, Sal? How are you, Hef? Uh, it's good to ha- I'm good, man. It's good to have you back on. Um, and uh, I, I just, I'm just i going to preface this with the fact that I'm really frustrated with this team. And I'll give the camel clutch to Buck or Epler or whoever's putting the back That's fine. there every day. Um. But the one thing I'll say is, like, this team is not that much different than last year. In fact, I think, like, the, the starting lineup is better when you think it's an improvement at catcher. I'd say it's an improvement at third base. You got Alonzo, Lindor, Marte, McNeil all hitting, like, 40 points below their career averages. They, right. Those guys are going to hit better. And even without Diaz, Robertson has done the job there. I mean, the starting pitching hasn't been good. And you got to have faith. And I'm going to – I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Scherzer and Verlander come through for this team. And if they do, and, and the other guy blanking on his name comes Sanger? back. Oh, Quintana? Well, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah Quintana, Quintana and Sang- you got Sanger there. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe this is a good story for the Mets. Like, like maybe they need a comeback story, or maybe it's good that they make, they go in for the wild card and, and get things together late instead of early. Maybe, Last year. I mean, maybe it certainly would change it up, and I wouldn't totally give up hope if I were you. I know me, I'm not getting sucked into it. Uh, I, I just don't believe they're good enough. And especially, you know, it's not their record right now. I think it'd be different, half if we were just talking about, well, the Mets are 30 and 32, they've lost five straight, scuffling a little bit. It's what I've seen of yeah. them head-to-head against the Braves that has, has turned me off. That well, is what I, I think can't they, tolerate anymore. I know. I, they do need to make some changes, though. Like I'm not like saying like this team, the way it is right now, is going to do it. I don't believe that. They, they have to like do something. Like you got why, – why can't one of, the, uh, one of these catchers be the DH or Escobar or Vientos or the guy in the minors that you were just talking about, too? Or, like, you know, there's – Four other options that are better than this guy that we know that. It's right. crazy. Right. But that's only one position. Like you mentioned I know. the and then key. Was, yeah. You, yeah. No, you mentioned the key before. All these guys, the vets, are all having down years in comparison to their career statistics. You could live with one, yep. maybe two of the guys doing it. You can't live with four or five of the guys doing that. So yeah. w- regardless of who's at DH, they need those other guys to start to produce. Yeah. I think they should move Marte back up, too. And they, they, but you got to get production out of a DH position. You're the Mets with the most money in the major leagues, and you, we got this. This is that's crazy. And and it, it, he doesn't hit, and he provides zero flexibility. It'd be one thing. It'd be like, yo, we we could we could we want guys that are flexible, 
but we can yeah. understand not having a guy that's flexible or versatile because he could rake. Well, Vogelback doesn't do either. He's not flexible or versatile at all, and he doesn't rake. So why is he here? It makes it makes absolutely no sense. And they keep it's, it's, and they keep trotting him out there, Heff, and thank you for the call. They keep trotting him out there. I'm not sure what Buck is waiting for. What does he think? He's gonna hit a home run? I mean, I'm not sure Vogelback could hit one out of my wiffle ball field in the backyard. I don't actually have a wiffle ball field, but I felt like it it was funny there. I mean, I'd love to have one. I thought about it. Love to build a legitimate wiffle ball field. You know who's got one? Taco Frank. He was sending me pictures of a, a sick wiffle ball field that he's built. But I would love to build even just like a, a pseudo. It doesn't have to be like a professional one. But just like a cool wiffle ball field to go play and, and invite some of my old school friends over that we used to play wiffle ball with and have a little wiffle ball party. That would be fun. But anyway, if Vogelback came, I don't even think he could hit one out of the air. He's got no power. He can't even hit. He can't run. He can't field. Can't do anything. And Buck keeps putting him in the lineup. They keep running him out. There's something, something's wrong. Jesse's calling from Queens. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Sal. What's up? Oh, man. I couldn't, I couldn't even watch the game. I'm so sick of tired of the match. I went out to see the, the early screening of Transformers. How was I went that? Out in the, it, it, it was great. Reviews killed it, but it was... It was really fun. It was really enjoyable. And I enjoyed my night. I didn't get upset. I came home happy. And then I just I went on I went on my internet and I checked the Mets score and I'm like, ah, they lost again. But I didn't get to watch it, so you know, I didn't have to suffer. Well that's one and way then, not to suffer. I myself <laughs> I had I was sitting at uh, my desk at SNY, so we had, uh, had two TVs uh, and I had the Mets on one and Vanderpump rules on the other. And once the once Vanderpump Rules started, I turned, uh, you know, put the little mute button on. The Mets were down at that point anyway, I think. And I got into Vanderpump Rules. Kind of a little healthy distraction for me. You know what I mean? So, the Mets are a joke. I mean, no other team would keep running the same lineup out, doing the same things over and over when it's not working. Can you see that uh, there's the Braves doing this, so they had a player that's not hitting just running him out every day. No other team does this. I don't understand. It has to be there a joke or they don't care or I don't, I don't know what's up. And, and also the, the Braves punched them out last year and they never got up. I mean, that tells you a lot about their That's character. That's right. Soft. That's my biggest issue with this team. Because to the That's previous soft. caller's point, Hef, as Hef was saying, like a lot of these guys, you expect Lindor will get better. Marte will get better. McNeil, Alonzo, they will get better as far as getting that average going. But they're soft. They are soft as a team after what happened last year. And I think that is a major problem for this group. That, 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 that falls on, on the leadership on, on Buck. And I'm sorry, but from what Buck is showing, maybe it's passed, you know, this game has passed them by. Because where's that fire? Why is he getting angry and telling what the hell is going on? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get angry. Not even at the umps. I mean, occasionally he'll get mad, but he doesn't even get thrown out of these games. What happened to Buck? Because I remember him to be more fiery when he was with the Yankees and other teams. I don't understand. It's like it's like he's he's just like a, a senior citizen now. And oh, maybe, I'm not, no, not going to go there. He Look, Buck is a brilliant baseball man. He's not going to have the best personality. He's not going to be, you know, although he's been very warm and kind of teams with the players. But he's not going to be lovey-dovey and, you know, have that, uh, 
warm personality, I don't think, even though he does try to joke around. He's definitely old school, but he is the smartest guy in baseball, and that's what you get when you hire him as a manager. He's a real manager. However, it's not working this year, and I can't understand why he continues to run Vogel back out there, amongst other things. Something's wrong, and something has to be done because this is going to continue. There's no hope. Like you said, the season's over. They give no evidence to, to put hope into this team because it's the same thing over and over. They're done. I, I feel confident, and thank you for the call, Jesse. I was very confident and very supportive of this team a year ago. I believed in them. I believed they were good. I believed they were better than the Braves. Now, I was right that they were good. I was wrong believing that they were better than the Braves. This year, they're going to have to prove me wrong. The Braves did it last year by shutting me up, going out there and winning the division after I said it was over. Well, I said the Mets season is done. Prove me wrong. I'm pretty confident they're not capable of it. They don't have the guts. They don't have the sack to prove me wrong. The Braves did it. They shut me up. And I'm not saying, like, me specifically, but... My thought is that this team is done. Prove me wrong. Shut me up. Let's see what they're made of. Prove your doubters wrong. I'm going based off of what I see. Joe is calling from Belmore. What's up, Joe? Yeah, what's up, Sal? How are you, Joe? Uh, I was just wondering, why were you down here when uh, everyone was at DJ's a couple weeks ago? Why was I what? You weren't down here a couple weeks ago, weren't you, when everyone was at DJ's? I was not. No, I had to work that uh, night. I was not. Uh, I was not invited. Number one. Number two. I had to oh, work. Really? So I'm assuming that that's uh, part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. only to to my knowledge, only the shows that were going to be on during the day were the oh, ones yeah. that were supposed to be there. So other people may have shown up, but it, and unless you were doing the morning show, I don't. Th- or you know, the day part shows. You. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just want to touch on a few things. Um, it's just there's just no accountability on this team, and I think it just starts up top. I mean, listen, I, everyone praises Steve Cohen, but it's just like, what what has changed? I mean, what's money if you don't know how to spend it, man? I, I just don't like. I think he. I don't know why he's not saying anything. I feel like he has to come out and like make it like a statement at this point. Like this is just. It's just I, I don't even. I'm at a loss of words, Sal. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like there needs to be someone held accountable. Right, but I don't know yeah. what. Like, what, what are we talking about? You, you going to hold Daniel Vogel back accountable? I, it's just in uh, Epler. Yeah, and, what, what, yeah. But what do you think is going to happen with Epler? And what do you think is going to happen with Buck? Nothing. They're not going. And maybe Buck eventually. Like, let's say the Mets lost ten in a row. I mean, I guess you could see a scenario where he might get. You know, maybe they make a change there. Even that, though, I wouldn't think is going to be the case. Epler's not going anywhere. Well, everyone keeps talking about what the Phillies did last year, and you know, maybe mm. we could go the same path, but. You know, right. I, I, uh, no, I understand that. Uh, look, uh, put it this way. I hate to see that happen. I do think that if we're a ways away from that, but I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibilities. If the Mets struggle and say they get to double-digit games out of first, they get to mm-hmm. double-digit games under five hundred. you might see a change at manager. Yeah, I mean, people say, you know, how the Braves came back last year, that's not even remotely close to how it is this year. We're, we're under 500 at this point in comparison to what the standings were last year. And uh, I just – I don't see there's – I mean, maybe we'll sneak into the wild card. The division's all but over, and it really is. I know everyone makes a joke about what you said last year, but, you know, this it's, 
this team's not that good. And we can maybe stick in the wild card, in my opinion, but I just, we need someone to step up, especially yeah. in the rotation. Well, I mean, look, they should still be able, Joe, to make the wild card. I mean, and that gives you hope. And then you here's what's going to happen. It's going to be a battle the rest of the way for a playoff spot. If they get in, everyone's going to see. see, all you have to do is get in, and then they're going to paint the picture of, well, now you have Scherzer and Verlander in the postseason. This is what you wanted. This is what the Mets could do. Blah, 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 blah. But the the real ones, we know the reality of the situation. They're not good enough. So it's just, I don't, I don't care. As currently constructed, now maybe they make some moves here in the coming weeks or coming months before the deadline that changes things. But as of right now, I don't care if they're in the postseason or not. They're not. They're not doing anything with it. They're not good enough. Yeah, I agree. Man, I th- agree. thank you for the call, Joe. I appreciate you checking in, and I appreciate you asking where I was at that uh, DJ's thing. But like I said, it was just it was really for the day part shows. So uh, I'm pretty sure I was. Oh yeah, I did the show from home, but it was that Friday night as I was still in for Keith. Plus, I mean, I'm not dealing with that. Traffic on a Friday, going to Jersey, being from Long Island, they would, you know, they would have to ask me to go. I'm not going to go down on my own, even if I was available. Mike is calling from Patchog. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Sal? How we doing? How are you, Mike? Good, man. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm a pessimist with the Mets fan, big Mets fan, but I'm, I'm such a pessimist, and I think a lot of it comes down to there's no swagger on this team at all, man. They're just a bunch of cornball softies. I don't know where are you getting the cornball. Softies, yes. I mean, which one's cornball? Like Alonzo's so corny. McNeil is like a crybaby. Every time I look at him, he just bothers me. Even though he gets hits, I know he does his job. I just he I just hasn't though. Look. McNeil is not. That? McNeil has not done his job this year. No, 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 no. He, he has it, but you know, he, he, I really feel like if anybody is capable of getting hits and getting on base and doing his thing, it's McNeil. But I just can't stand to look at him. And like you said. You're watching the games. I'm doing the eye test. Um, I, I have no confidence in this team. The guy with the most swagger and like confidence on this team is Marte, but he's old and losing it. We have a bunch of just Alvarez. Alvarez is going to take that over. I totally agree with that. I, that was my next point. Alvarez has that little swagger coming up, but I think, like you said, hopefully Mauricio and Vientos, if they ever get a chance to play in a game this year, you know, they can carry that torch a little bit and give the Mets a little bit of swagger. It's just, you know, you watch the guy, the kid from uh, Cincinnati who I called up, you know, Ellie Cruz, uh, De La Cruz tonight. Yeah, he had a bomb and then that triple. A, yeah, absolute bomb. It just it electrifies the team. Like, you, you hope, you know, the kids, I guess you could say, electrify this team, but they, it, it's contagious and they just, they just don't have it right now. And just watching the game, I have no confidence in any kind of lead. Ever. And and that's why it's hard to put a and I think you're right, Mike. And thank you for the call. You know, and uh, I was gonna say, you know, wh- wh- who's a cornball? I don't know where you're getting that. You're right about McNeil a little bit. He's, you know, I hate the uh, he doesn't get it done. Obviously, Vogelback too. The same thing. Every pitch Vogelback takes, he's always shaking his head, <laughs> shaking his head, going back to the dugout. With McNeil, no matter what result, fly out, ground out, whatever. He's always slamming his helmet down to the the ground like he should get a hit every single time up. And again, I like McNeil, but he's in a little bit of a funk. He's hitting 277. If Jeff McNeil is not hitting 300, you're you're in trouble because he doesn't hit with any power whatsoever. No extra base hits. Not going to be a home run guy. He's got to be hitting over 300. Lindor, I like, and I think he's got some inner confidence, but you don't see that outright... I don't know. It just feels different from the Braves, where the Braves expect to get the job done. A lot of the Mets 
hope to get the job done. It's a big difference. And Alvarez is that one guy. Alvarez, Scherzer, Verlander. I mean, I guess you could throw in even David Robertson. Those guys are confident. Those guys are the confident guys with swag or whatever. Yeah, they're missing something. Rob is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Rob? Hey, Sal. What's going on, brother? How are you, Rob? Pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, another another back-to-back disappointing uh, end in Atlanta. Same scenario, blown three-run leads back-to-back games. Four-one, yeah, three, yeah, right, three-run leads. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. And on, not to mention on both, you have Carrasco and Scherzer actually pitching well up until the sixth inning. But my main thing I got out of tonight was. When Alonso got hurt, I thought that would have been a perfect time for Vientos to get in, at least pay from first base. I don't know what Buck has against him. What's going on with that? I don't know. I don't think Buck likes him for whatever reason. I'm not sure if Buck likes him. I mean, I I, I haven't heard it from Buck himself, but I think it's obvious with the way that he's using him or, or lack thereof. I thought the same thing. Oh, it's going to be the Mark Vientos game. Now Tommy Pham got in there, and obviously Pham had a big impact on the game, so it was the right move. But you just wonder why. You know, the Mets got two guys that are useless on their roster right now. One they make useless, and the other is useless, and that's Vogelback and Vientos. Yeah, both Vogelback. But I just, it's just a beat thing with the beat drum with Vogelback. Everyone else with Vogelback. But, um, my suggestion maybe also is maybe they could, if, I know Marte's starting to hit a little bit, maybe drop him to nine, make him like another lead off there, swing back around, give if nothing else from speed. And who knows what's going on with We're all just so sick of Volga back. It's, like I said, it's just a yeah, beating the dead horse. No, I, I get it. It's not about Vogelback. It's just the one clear thing that you can't comprehend. Why the Mets have him in the lineup. Why the Mets have him on the roster at this point. And why the Mets don't play Vientos. Why the Mets are part-timing Alvarez as opposed to making him the regular catcher. They need to clean things up. Trim the fat, clean things up, be more clear and decisive here with this team moving forward because obviously whatever they're doing isn't working. Would you Would you have been okay? With, I think it was a couple of days ago. I don't know if it was you or somebody else. I would have been fine with three catchers too as long as Nito stays the third and have either Alvarez or the other guy, Norvaez, DH. And then just DFA vocal back if anybody wanted him or not. Right. He just needs to go. Right. I, I That would have been – I would have been okay with that. I'm not going to miss Tomas Nito, but it would have given flexibility. And thank you for the call, Rob. It would have given them flexibility to be able to have one of the catchers DH without any worry. And maybe the, the better move would have been to keep Gary Sanchez, send down or just DFA Vogel back, or even send down Vientos. If you're not going to use him, keep if you're not going to use Vientos, keep Gary Sanchez, send Vientos down, and just make Sanchez the DH. That's all. Not catch at all, because I think the big reason why the Mets moved on from Sanchez was that nobody wanted to throw to him. Terrible catcher. John is in Queens. What's up, John? Yeah, Sal, thank you for taking my call. I got the same complaint. I just want to complain about, you know who, you know, Vogelbeck. Mm-hmm. I'm 79 years old. I'll probably never see another World Series from the Mets anyway. But besides that, the man is not versatile. I mean, 
I watch him every night on television. I don't understand what he's doing on the team. First of all, I was a major league baseball player. I would be ashamed to come up and strike out three or four times and pop up. And I mean, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it either. There, there can't, I I there's no logical explanation for why Daniel Vogelback is, is A, in the major leagues, and B, even worse, yes. in the Mets lineup. Even if they don't win another game, please get him off the team. And the more, the more Mets fans that call up and complain about him, maybe Steve Cohen will hear it. And they'll probably uh, do something about it. You know, you the, know, the best way, and thank you for the call, John, the best way was, uh, the best way to put it, and I keep saying it's irrelevant. It's an irrelevant move. But Fleegs put it very well before, that the ceiling with Vogelback isn't worth keeping him around. Like, max, max for him is what? He's going to get on base a little bit more? He's going to maybe hit a couple in the gap, maybe hit a couple over the fence. Like, we're talking about what? A 10 home run season? What's max Daniel Vogelback? It's not worth keeping him on. The reason why you stick with guys and you give guys a, an opportunity is because you believe they're going to perform up to their standards eventually. Like, Jeff McNeil is eventually going to start hitting 300, you would think, or Lindor. You keep him in there, you hope he's going to get it going. Or Marte, whatever. And so on. You believe these guys are going to play up to whatever their career numbers are. Well, with Vogelback, he doesn't do anything. Even if he does play up to his you know, best ability, it's still not good enough. And it certainly doesn't warrant taking up a roster spot when you can't do anything else.